Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough, and we're halfway through October. It's getting oh, spooky. Oh, Jesus. It's getting spooky, Bren. I'm a little scared. I, it felt like last week was July. Like, I, it's, well, that's what's scared to me, how fast everything's going. Also, the temperatures, it went from like, I don't know, It there was no fall. It's just now all of a sudden it's winter. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, I guess that's kind of how it is in LA because it went from like, oh, it's 80 to like now it's like, oh, it's 70 and everything's cold. Yeah, it's 50 something here. It's just yeah. not fun. It's gradually declining and all the leaves are falling. And at, at my new home, there's really no good way of disposing them of them. And there's a shitload and mm. it's just a mess. So that's something I'm dealing with. But on the bright uh, side, I did empty my storage unit for people that were following recent oh, episodes. So go. got that one taken care of. Thank God. No more paying for a storage unit. <laughs> I, I always wonder, I'm like, storage units are a terrible idea, but I'm like, oh, no, it's good for, like, when you have to move or something, like, in your situation. It's like, that makes sense. But then, like, the idea of people who are like, oh, yeah, I pay every month to keep a storage unit full of my shit I can't keep in my house. It's like, that's that's bad, man. Yeah. Get rid of that. <laughs> exactly. Get rid of all that. Oh, man. So, so that's like, a weight off my chest, and I'm pretty happy about that. But. Listeners, this is a video game podcast. You're well aware. <laughs> not uh, a or, podcast. Yeah, that's our tagline, and I'm not sure how true it is, but we do talk about eh, video games. Um, get in there. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's hear from you. I guess there you haven't been on in an episode or two. Uh, what have you been up to? Yeah, people. Other people started uh, deciding to pull their weight around here and uh, getting on the podcast. So it's not just me all the fucking time. Uh, <laughs> Uh, which is good because I never have that much because I, I know play too much. I, I'm so grateful for the rotation these days. Yeah, it helps yeah. out a lot. Um, some good news, at least for listeners. Uh, this is bad news for me. Um, I might be fucking done with Overwatch. It might have been the last straw. That is big news because you've been a huge com- proponent of the game. What kind of broke? What was the straw that broke the camel's back? So they did the recent update for Halloween and all that uh, stuff that they've done the last like two years. Uh, and that's fine. They got some new skins. Some are pretty cool. Some are like, yeah. Um, but one thing that really just drove me over to the edge was uh, Torbjorn, who is a dwarf character who builds a little turret and hands out a bunch of armor for the other uh, for your teammates. Yeah. And he's kind of like he's arguably a support character. Like he supports other people. Um, his primary fire fire actually does a shitload of damage, especially if you can get a headshot with someone. Like he can do a lot of damage with that. And his alternative fire is like a spray. So he's not super great by himself, but he's able to set up turrets that can help, and he's able to throw out armor that can help the team. Okay. So he's very helpful. They completely changed him. So now his turret, which originally you throw out at level one, and then if you can work on it enough, it'll go to level two and be stronger. But if it's the enemy, you can shoot the turret at level one while it's weak and get okay. rid of it real quick. Now he throws out the turret just with the press of a button instantly. Um, you don't have to place it anywhere. It just drops in front of you. And it's automatically at level two. So that's already bad. Why? Yeah, wait, that that just doesn't sound right at all. Because if there's anything that Tor- Torbjorn needed to be nerfed on, it was his turret. It was, like, too powerful. And now it's just instantly at the second strongest level. Like, that's already too much. Um, they got rid of his ult, which was, like, just a power-up, and it would power up his turret to level three. It can't power up beyond level two now. So it's like, cool, it can't go to th- level 3 every, like, 10 minutes maybe while he's out, but now it's instantly level 2 every time. So that's a problem, I think. Yeah. Um, now he can just do his power-up, like, his uh, ultimate. Um, it's kind of just a temporary one. It's only for 5 seconds at a time. It becomes an ability instead of an ultimate. So it's like, it's even that's still nerfed a bit, 
Um, but it's still annoying. He can just power up kind of whenever he wants as a self-boosting character. And then they took away his armor completely. You'd be able to give armor to characters, and it would be even better than a shield. It would like cut the damage, does it in half, as well as give you extra health. And that's just all gone now. What? Like that was a, that was a defining characteristic of his character and class, kind of of his own class, and that's just completely gone now. And now his new ultimate is he just kind of vomits molten lava in front of him, and it sticks on the ground and hurts you if you touch it on the ground or if it hits you in the face. So now he just does pure damage. Like, it's all just damage-focused now. And the final straw was this, by changing him into more damage-focused, because every character they're changing is to make them a bigger DPS character. So they just are slowly dissolving all class system, and now everyone's just DPS. Everyone has to be able to hold their own in a fight, which they shouldn't, because it's a team-based game. Yeah. It's six-on-six. Like, Mercy shouldn't be able to hold her own in a fight. She should be the primary healer, because she should be the best healer. But they changed all that so that she could be more damage focused and hold her own in a fight. So it's like, no, if you're a mercy, you should be teaming up with someone else and always being by their side. And if you're a tank or something, you should be protecting your mercy. It shouldn't be like now mercy are just getting cocky and being like, Oh, there's someone flanking from behind. I can leave my party, take them, take them out on my own because I do so much damage now. And like with a buff. And so it's just, it's very ram, uh, very ranty, very rambly. Um, but it's, it's been building up to this. I can't and blame it, you. That sounds uh, frustrating as fuck. It's just like, take, T- uh, take Team Fortress 2, because that's e- the easiest comparison for the game. And just everyone's slowly turning into a scout. Everyone's turning into just damage, or like infantry or soldier or whoever it is. Like, right. They're just making so everyone can be uh, sustainable on their own. And like that's not the point of a team. And there's no point of strategy anymore, because no one can really do anything different than just shoot. So you can't set up turrets and prep, and they can't like lay out armor in strategic locations so when someone's running back to get healed, they'll hit the armor faster. Like, they're just losing so much strategy, and they're just catering to this very specific uh, very specific minority in the Overwatch community and just screwing everyone else, and all the shit's just trickling downhill. And it's just... it's It's been annoying for a long time, and now, with this one, it's just too much. Yeah. Because also, the complete overhaul of Mercy and Symmetra before this were also big tipping points for me, but this one's just like, I'm done. It's I just... C- oh man, I'm depressed to hear that. It just sounds like, why are they changing the game so much? I feel like you have... I don't know if this game has won awards, but it is one of the most popular games yeah. in recent years. So, you clearly are doing something right. Why fuck with it? Why like Or why wouldn't you just almost make it another mode of the game? It's like, in this mode, these characters act this way or ha- handle this particular way instead of taking away what people are already familiar with and yeah potentially losing fans as a result that's mind-blowing to me overwatch has already been losing fans pretty steadily for a while now and it's mostly just people are getting tired of it like no game can just retain its launch audience forever like that's impossible yeah but it's just like it's dwindling even more and more because they're changing so much and because I've said it before, they never intended this to be a competitive game, and now they're turning it into an esports and specifically nerfing and buffing characters to f- cater to the esports scene. And it's just like people don't play like this. Like ca- the casual player, like everyone else, doesn't play at this level and doesn't need all these buff and nerfs. So they're just catering to the you know, esports team that gets the most eyes, and it's just, it's very annoying. Like they, that's why they changed Symmetra, because no one was playing her in the esports scene. And now no one's playing her at all because she's terrible. 
and they've just like ruined the character. She's still not in the esports scene, and it's just because anything that she can do, another character could do better. The only thing right. uniquely that she could do, they got rid of. Same with Torb. Same with Mercy. Like so, it's just it's very infuriating to see them keep fiddling with this little with their project and keep fiddling and fiddling and fiddling with it until it breaks, and it's yeah. just exhausting. Um, I was talking with Mark and a few of our friends who were saying, like, oh, how cool it would be if there was, like, a vanilla server for Overwatch, the way they have, like, a vanilla WoW, yes. where it's just basic WoW. And I was like, that makes sense for an MMO that's been around for decades. It doesn't make sense for just a sh- hero shooter arena game that's been around for two years. There shouldn't need to be a vanilla version. Like, they shouldn't have changed it so much. And I understand that it needs a complete, like, rehauling with every new hero, because that throws off all the balances and uh, counter heroes, like... Uh, you know, Mercy's ca- countered by his hero, Fetter's countered by this hero. Like, it makes sense when a new one's added. Yeah. But just tinkering with it so much over and over and over again and just unnecessarily changing stuff and leaving stuff that's so very clearly broken, like Hanzo's scattershot, for a year and a half and never changing it. But then changing a character like Pharah, who didn't need any changes, changing her like six times within a year. Like, it's just, I don't know what they're doing. And it's just getting so sloppy and I just, I can't take it anymore. Oh, um, man. I don't know if I'm done forever. I'm not uninstalling it, but I'm definitely like just taking a big break because it used to be my go-to game, like throw on a podcast or video on my other monitor and just play that. And I'm definitely like trying to find something else now. And it's it's exhausting. That was my next question is what do you intend on replacing it with if you have something or is there something on the horizon that's really got your eye? Um, There's a few games I'm eyeing up to get a switch around Christmas, uh, especially for like travel and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, So I'll get that eventually. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven is supposed to be amazing. Like I've heard nothing but like nine out of ten, ten out of ten, like pr- level of praising for it from everyone. Um, so that's kind of a if anyone doesn't know, it's like a JRPG. It's eleven, so it's in a long franchise, and it's in the same style as Dragon Ball Z. The guy who did Dragon Ball Z's uh, artwork did yes. this like very early on. Um, and I don't know much about Dragon Quest, so this might be just a good one to get into and really explore because it just seems to be the best. Um, but that just came out, so that's still like 60, so I'll wait. Nice. Um, I might try and fall back to Battleship Brigade and give that like another run through. Because it, it is good. It's a great game and it is fun. But like, I think I just overdulged uh, too much when I first played it. But right now, I've been playing Mark of the Ninja again because it got remastered recently. Oh, nice. And it's got little upgrades. It's got like a side mini. I think it's from the viewpoint of your master. I haven't played it yet, so I'm not too sure. But it's like more new levels with a new character, but it's not a new whole new game. Um, and then like yeah, the cinematics are upgraded. So there's commentary in it. So little uh, text bubbles pop up when you're playing, and they'll give you developer commentary on it. And uh, I think it's only maybe ten more bucks overall. But if you already had Mark of the Ninja originally, you can just upgrade it to it for five. Okay, nice. So it was like cheap enough. I had like five bucks in my Steam wallet, so I just upgrade that. I'm just gonna play through that again because it's really good it's a very good stealth 2d side scrolling game so anyone who's looking for one of those games uh it's one of the best by far so that's kind of what i've been playing at this point very cool you bringing up that game makes me want to revisit that game aragami i got for ps4 a while back (laughs) i was thinking about it because i have aragami and so there's a friend of mine and we're like oh maybe we'll do co-op and nope (laughs) yeah like here's a game that's similar that i haven't played yet or i can go back and replay a game doing the same thing I've been criticizing a ton of people of lately. Yeah, but it, it, I did really enjoy Aragami for what I did play. I, I don't rec- I think I did beat that, but I can't recall off the top of my head, but it's it's definitely a fun stealth game. Um, 
as for me, I didn't get around to too much gaming because of life things and all sorts of stuff going on. But yeah. one I still intend on playing is that Friday the 13th game that was free for PSN. And oh, I just yeah. saw that on uh, on demand. There's like all these Friday the thir- 13th and Halloween movies that we can watch for free. So I think just after we get off the call, Lauren and I are going to start watching some of those. To, yeah, get in the <sighs> s- seasonal mood of Halloween and maybe carve some pumpkins next week or something. Uh, I would but, say, I haven't seen too many of them, but I would say, like, Freddy vs. Jason's a good popcorn movie, because it's just dumb and silly. Um, can't take it too serious. But, like, if you haven't seen it, watch Jason X. Watch oh, Jason God. Goes to Space. It's the epitome of trash. Like, it's uh, okay. so bad. You mentioning that makes me have to bring up this movie. I saw it as I was scrolling through the free movies uh, on mm-hmm. demand. This movie is called 420 Massacre. And oh it's just God. as bad as you think. It. I feel like they're well aware of the bad acting and they're like purposefully trying to be bad. But it was uh, four uh, ladies go out into the woods to like of smoke course. weed and uh, enjoy 420 the holiday. And there's some like killer on the loose and this guy's like warning them like don't get too high or something. And they're like there's like that. You have to see the trailer. I'll put a link in the show notes. These they're just smoking bongs, making out with each other. And then all of a sudden this killer is just stabbing and like it's very like uh gory in the sense of bloody and stuff. And but the killer is this giant weed creature and it's stupid as fuck. At least that's what I got from the trailer. So yeah, that's a thing. Oh my god, James Gregory is in this movie. Are you serious? <laughs> I don't know who that is. He's just some guy. <laughs> yeah, but. but that's what I mean. I it's just it's a bad bad movie that I saw. But uh, it's well, I actually don't know. this this other guy's movie he also directed is called Nipples and Palm Trees. Oh, so how Christ. bad could it be? Yeah, this sounds like content for our show. Um, <laughs> but. I do look forward to playing Friday the 13th, the video game. It's actually Saturday the 13th as we're recording this, so we just oh, yeah, missed it by go. a day this year. <laughs> How <laughs> there's unfortunate. So many, like, there's so many like Twitter accounts and stuff where it's like, is it Friday the 13th? It's just like, nope. Nope. Just like every day for a year, and then like the one day it is, it's like, yes, and that's all the account is. Um, yeah, Friday the 13th is, uh, it has so much promise. I saw a lot of gameplay of it and like streamers playing it when it first came out. Right. But it just seems it seems like it was rushed. Like no matter what anyone like says about it, it seems like it was put out way too early and there's a lot of bugs with it. Um, some of the, you can play as various Jasons and they have different uh, powers or stats. And some of them just seemed much more stronger than others. Like, I think one can teleport anywhere at will. And then other one is like, Oh, you're faster at swimming. But then like only like a quarter of the map is actually water. So like you never actually go into the water that much. (laughs) So it just, it seems like uh, not really balanced and, um, hopefully with the PS Plus, with that being free, there's more people playing it because that's a game that needs to be played online. And if like the servers are dead, like that game's dead. So you really need other people to play it with. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm hoping that's not the case, but I will be finding out shortly. One game that definitely has my eye and looks legitimately scary. I feel like I don't know the last scary game I've played because I just don't play them because I'm a pussy. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> this yep. this game, this trailer really, like, I don't know, freaked me out. It looks like a scary-ass game. And the, the advertisement was like, this could be the scariest game of 2018. So it's called The Conjuring House, and I'll try to put a link in the show notes. Look up this trailer, folks. It's just very 
I don't know, realistic graphics. And I don't know, by the end of the trailer, you're just getting like dragged away. And like, like you see, it's like a first person perspective, like the hands like being like, no, don't take me. And all this creepy ass shit. It's very almost reminiscent of Silent Hill with these like just creatures and uh, the way they just, it's also, I feel like psychedelic or uh, psychologically fucking with you kind of game. So it's really going to scare you in that way. So I don't know, definitely looks like a very scary game. <laughs> uh, I'm curious if this has any relation to the movie franchise, The Conjuring. Because if not, that's a yeah. bold move. Because I feel like you're definitely going to get a season to assist or something with that. Like that's too similar of a name. I agree. But okay, along those lines. Now, call me crazy on this. I had no idea this existed until yesterday. Um, I'm scrolling through these movies. I saw Brandon Fraser's The Mummy, and I'm like, oh, man, I wanted to rewatch that movie, but I'll do that some other time. Then mm-hmm. I scroll down, and there's Tom Cruise's The Mummy. It's yeah. a, that is, is that supposed to be a remake, or is it its own entity, and it's the exact same title? Because there's so many things they stole from the original one that it makes me think that it's supposed to be like a really like action-packed remake, but it's totally, totally different. And I don't know. I didn't watch I, it. I just watched the trailer and was like mind blown that this is a thing. No one should watch it. I've heard nothing good about it. Um, I think it's technically within the Mummy uh, franchise. The Mummiverse. The Mummiverse. Um, I think it's technically one. So like they don't have to worry about the name because it's the same one. Like the way they do like Tomb Raider. And oh, then, like, 20 Lord. years later, they just do Tomb Raider again because it's the same company or same rights holder right i don't think they have to technically worry about that it makes it super confusing to look up because if you don't know the exact year something came out you don't like how do you specify like yeah mummy tom cruise mummy bad mummy movie yeah um that's just the one with jet lee Um, (laughs) the one i got on blu-ray Oh, gee, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh you weren't on that episode, I guess. I was in a dollar store and I saw it for two ninety five, and was like, eh, fuck it. It was the only Blu-ray there. Oh, okay. That, that's a fair price. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, it's the season for Spooks and Scares. So, um, one game I saw was Layers of Fear, which is like, you know, same, kind of like The Conjuring House. It's stuck in a haunted house. You're being terrorized by a ghost. Um, but this one's got like a painting aesthetic and tone and theme to it okay um so if you if you're in the mood for a horror game look at check out layers of fear yeah um and then as far as horror movies go uh i watched hocus pocus for the first time that was oh, terrifying Jesus. no no kidding imagine seeing that as a kid it's <laughs> no. but like there's a degree of it like bet midler and that is terrifying yeah no for real but also very convincing very eccentric i i she's thoroughly really I mean, enjoyed it She's a good actress for a reason. She's very good at it. But, like, yeah. just her character and the makeup and, like, her teeth are kind of, like, fangs, like, rat teeth. Like, it's I, – I don't know. I was kind of scared by it. It was very nostalgic, even though I never saw it before. I was, like, the 90s. Uh, oh, it man. just, like, was saturated with that uh, feeling. Absolutely. And then, yeah. as far as legitimately scary game, uh, games, uh, movies that I, I've seen, um, but I'm disappointed in the future movies in that franchise uh, – the insidious movies one and two i mm. thoroughly enjoyed and i as i'm scrolling through this list of movies there's like oh there's insidious three i never saw that watch the trailer it looks like garbage and then there was another one called insidious the last key and i watched the trailer for this and i've never been more disappointed in a franchise ever <laughs> i was like thinking to myself y'all should have just stopped that too what is the problem it's like the whole scary thing about like this creature that's like that's possessing people cool. is that at the tips of all of their fingers 
are little keys and they just come up to you and poke you like a goddamn needle <laughs> and put insert keys into people. And I don't understand. What? Yeah, it's very creepy and strange. But, and I'm thinking, whoever wrote that, what were you thinking? It's just bizarre. And I, it just made me really upset because I've probably had in recent years conversations like, oh, what scary movies do you like? Oh, I like the Insidious movies. Someone goes and watches that and like Doug has shit taste and fucking it's, horror. Uh, yeah. But it's always the bad. first two are great. Specify. Yeah, you have to specify like this one, like the paranormal activity. First yeah. one's great. Yes, all the others pretty bad. I hear you. So, but yeah, but that I, was a thing. Yeah, that's just weird. Like it's not scary. It's just like weird. Like yes. key fingers. Um, I think though the paranormal activity is what revitalized like big budget horror movies being made recently, um, because the first paranormal activity was like it cost like twenty thousand to make and it recapped like two million dollars like it made so much money for how little it cost i think it revitalized it in hollywood of like hey we can actually probably turn these out for pretty cheap like, you don't have to <laughs> right. go crazy everywhere the downside is you get a lot of these insidious movies pretty much uh, but yeah every now and then there's supposed to be i think even the quiet place which is the john john Kukowski, uh horror movie yeah i think that one wasn't really that good yeah but then the God, now I can't think of it because I'm not a big horror fan, so I don't remember these things. Um, but it was some movie where it was about like a family, kind of like a backwoods family, and there was like a little girl that clicked in it. She was, like, oh, oh, um, the ring or no? No, because uh, recent. Uh, okay, recent. My bad. Uh, uh, Heredity. Oh, that okay. That apparently is supposed to be like not like scary, like changes. Like it would just ruin your week. Like, oh, it just, no. like, hits the core of you, apparently. Like, I, I'm not going anywhere near it. Me neither. But I hear, like, <laughs> that's the horror movie you want. If you just want to be, like, not even scared, like, traumatized. Because <laughs> I've heard nothing but people saying, like, oh, it's great. It's so pants-shittingly scary. I was like, oh, no thank you. Yeah. That doesn't <laughs> sound entertaining. But yeah, there's one movie that I found equally traumatizing, but also victorious at the end was the Hills of eyes. The original not, or not the original. I, there might've been like a one from the seventies. God, so, with yeah. all these fucking so movies, many even Halloween, there's a movie Halloween in theaters right now. And I'm like, yeah. you guys have redone well, that a mo- many times. At least with that one, I think it's at least Jamie Lee Curtis who was in the original. So I don't know if it's the same director, but like, at least it's definitely like, yeah, it's still definitely paying homage to like the original. It's not just like a reboot. It's um I think it's still in the continuing the franchise chain. But like yeah, get different names, man. Like yeah. it's too confusing. But sorry, go ahead. No, as far as the Hills of Eyes go, if you can get past the traumatizing stuff, it's totally worth the scene where he stabs a dude in the head with an American flag. I just want to drink a beer and crush the can on my head. <laughs> America! <Yeah. laughs> and the ending is pretty good. Um but I'm trying to think uh, is there any other games we've been playing before we either play a conversation game or go in the news? I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, I actually do have one. Uh, a mobile game that Basta brought up on a recent episode, that Hold.io game. Really oh, enjoying yeah. that. It's uh, pretty fun. Fun I way to spend can't. a couple minutes. I tried playing it like when he, back when he talked about it. Like None of the browsers I use work. Like, oh, I got it on my time. phone as an app. I recommend that because you play with other online players and like, I think there's up to six or eight of you and you kind of all try to get a bigger hole. That sounds awful. <laughs> so it's just, it, is it just Donut County? It sure like seems we like, but I, I bet I'd enjoy Donut County more. I didn't actually play that game just yet, but for everybody in the comments, it says, this is a Donut County ripoff. <laughs> <So I'm looking laughs> 
Um, from what I saw, the gameplay or yeah, let's play of Donut County. It's pretty short. Like, uh, be aware, it's probably like two, three hours, maybe at most. Okay, it's a pretty short game. Um, but it's definitely like charming and fun, and um, you know, it tells its little story. But like gameplay wise, there's not much more than like you're a hole and you suck things into you that's smaller than you. Like, yeah, that's kind of it. <laughs> so makes sense. Yeah, I would I would maybe try to find it on discount or something just because of how short it is. Um, but that's me. That's, that's how I put in games. Um, oh, speaking of Hills Have Eyes, though, I met uh, what was he? It was Derek Myers? He was like the chameleon guy in the Hills Have Eyes too. Oh shit! Yeah, that was I actually not a terrible sequel. Yeah, I don't know. I don't watch horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to we're pussies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's also the new Jason in the most recent Friday Thirteenth movie, like when they rebooted that one, kinda. Yeah. He was uh, the Jason in that. He's like six eight. The dude Whoa. just tall as a mountain. But one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. That's cool. Like, super nice. Um. Oh, and. Uh, since we're speak uh, talking about spooky, scary stuff, uh, not a movie, but a buddy for a wedding gift as a groomsman gift, buddy of mine gave me uh, Uzumaki, which is a manga done by Jonji Ito. For anyone who's interested in horror comics, Jonji Ito is like the godfather of it. Like he's a huge name in it. Okay. Um, don't watch. They did an anime adaptation of like the Jonji Ito collection. Don't watch that. That's really bad. Like that's just very poorly done. Um, but the manga Uzumaki is just like. It's about this just small town that's just being infested by spirals, like the spiral pattern. And it's just in everything and it's just making people crazy and like killing each other and like turning them to monsters. Just as it's hard to explain. It's just very visually upsetting. There's, you know, it's a book, so you control it at your own pace. So there's no like jump scare. But just seeing pictures of just like, all right, I'm not going to read this in public anymore. It's very upsetting and disturbing. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's another one of those like hereditary where it just gets under your skin of just like it skews you out. Oh man, horror. we're just recommending terrible shit for you, listener. I feel bad. <laughs> but if you're into horror, here, yeah, this is your episode. That's true. We usually neglect it, so here you go. That's true. Don't say we never did anything for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's about all I got. All right. Wise. Then let's maybe play a quick game of ten questions before some news. All right, so we're playing 10 questions. This should be a quick one. Uh, we, Especially with me, I, I'm so bad at it. Well, that's the thing. I felt like the last time we spoke was had something to do with me playing Spider-Man, and I mentioned how many Spider-Man villains there are, and I was blown away. I think the premise of this one is, it, this person in my brain is a Spider-Man villain. Which one is it? And you have 10 questions to find out. Hmm. Okay. Is it like... I don't want this one to count, but is it, like, definitively a Spider-Man villain, or is it just, like, a Marvel Universe and Spider-Man just, like, it's not, like, Loki. Like, that doesn't count as a Spider-Man No, villain. correct. That is okay. a good question and doesn't count as a question. Okay. Um, let's see. Spider-Man's my go-to. So, like, he's my favorite hero, so I'm going to be both absolutely crushed and disappointed with myself when I eventually get it wrong. Yeah, 
Well, no, you're probably going to get it right, and you're probably going to ask me questions I don't know the answer to to show how <laughs> much of a fake fan I am. Uh, bring up the Wikipedia page. Okay. Do that. Control F. Um, all right. Was this villain ever in a Spider-Man movie? Like no. Like cinematic theater movie? I'm fairly sure the answer is no, and I'm going to double check right now. Okay. Because that'll at least knock it down to eight villains, probably. No, Amazing Spider-Man, they only did two of those, right? No, yeah. It, they, uh, so that'll be seven or six. I still haven't seen the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I, I haven't I either, and that's say. that's the only one that I'm thinking it could have happened, but I'm I'm going to say 100% sure that this villain was not in a movie, uh, a Spider-Man movie. Okay. Is it in the newest Spider-Man game? Technically, yes. But ah. yeah, that's that's a real gotcha one. Yeah, it's probably like an Easter egg. Like they reference it, but you don't fight them. It yet more or less. Yeah, because it feels like the new Spider-Man game is like the Marvel equivalent of like the Batman Arkham games, where it's like full of freaking Easter eggs, but then you only actually face like maybe ten villains. It's true, but it it also like leaves those doors open for future installments in that franchise. So I, it gives me hope I that hope they'll so. like yeah. I mean, I hope. I hope it goes like Arkham, where it goes two really good games, a pretty bad one, and then a really fucking bad one. <laughs> so I hope they stop after two. Yeah. Like Insidious. Should have. Yeah, there you go. Stop it. The sophomore slump. Stop after two. Well, no, <laughs> sophomore slump's bad. Um, okay. So, not in the movies. Alluded to in the games. Um, was this character always human? Double checking. Well, yeah, that might be a bad question. It wasn't just like an elephant that got super intelligent. It's like Gorilla Grodd, where it's like a gorilla and then became a super villain. I'm going to say he's, this person has always been human. Okay. Yeah, that's not a great question. Uh, Yeah, you got, what, seven left? Yeah. Trying to narrow it down to hard, because it's like... They all have so much in common because Spider-Man's going on for so long. Um, does this villain have an animal theme or aesthetic to him? Or is this villain associated with an animal? No, but that is really that narrows shit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of spider play with that. Yep. Um, I feel like it wouldn't be as something as obvious as like Venom or Carnage, or at least not as obvious as Venom. Um, which apparently the movie's doing pretty good. I'm surprised. Yeah, I, it almost makes me want to just go see it. Uh, I'd say under ten dollars, it's probably worth it. Yeah, I mean the critics are always more critical of it because you know they're not big fans of big budget action stuff. Like they want a story, and there's not really much of a story to it. It's just go for the fight scenes. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, God. Technically, that's a like, horror movie. He's creepy looking. No, <laughs> eh. I'm just kidding. Oh, God, like I, I know in my head, I'm going to all these like super cryptic, obscure Spider-Man villains. And I'm like, I know you definitely haven't picked that. But like, yeah, but I had a big list to choose from. True, but like that's all my brain is going to. So I'm trying to think of like, it's not an animal. It's not in the movies. Um. 
Oh, boy. Is it any one of the fucking clones from that goddamn clone saga that's a nightmare that everyone wishes to forget? Ah, shit. I don't know the definitive answer to that, but I'm leaning no. Wait, ask it again? It's not one of, like, the clones from the clone saga, so it's not, like, uh, Arachnoid, Kane, Ben Riley, the Jackal. No. Well, well, depending on the iteration of Spider-Man, the Jackal is a clone in the Ultimate Universe, I think. But then the Jackal's an animal, so it wouldn't be him anyway. Yeah, this is... It's confusing, and I can explain myself once we get there, but I'm, the answer to that is no. Okay. Well, the the clone saga is also confusing, so we're on the same page. <laughs> um, God. So is that f- five questions? Yes. I'm just going to go for a guess. Is it the shocker? No. Okay, so we're down to four left. You can four. do this. I believe in you. Because just there's so many, so it's like I can take out a huge swath of Spider-Man villains and still have like a thousand to go. Um, and my brain's just terrible at this game. Just to be sure, it's not a symbiote of any kind. Either Venom or Carnage? No, that is a great question. And well, it's funny. Or there's, there's more? more. Oh, yeah. who else is there? It's Toxin, Screech. What? Um, there's a whole symbiote saga. Like, so there's a whole series, like a story arc where it's just a shitload of symbiotes. And then one of them spreads symbiotes across all of New York. So everyone in New York becomes symbiotes. Like there's a lot. Wow. So, I didn't know half of that, but that's interesting. But yeah. yeah, it's funny when you're like, Oh, I don't think it's going to be venom. I almost wish I had picked venom. Cause that is like such a, a clear. So on the nose. Yes, exactly. But no, I did not. So, and this is not really a hint, but this is one of my favorite, Ven of uh, villains there is yeah venom it's my favorite uh villain <laughs> favorite in spider-man verse yeah i might have great respect or lose a lot of respect for you when I find this out. <laughs> well i mean it's not the shocker so you're already doing good <laughs> if your favorite villain is the shocker i hate to break it to you you pick the loser villain like, yeah that's, that's true he's one of the worst um it's not doc because it can't be an animal correct uh, can't be Scorpion, can't be Rhino. Can't be Vulture, even though he's kind of cool. Eh, some iterations of Vulture are cool. Some are super dumb. Yeah, like so Homecoming, I liked that. They, they did that very well, because the third, no, fourth Sam Raimi movie was going to have the Voltress, a female virgin, played by Anne Hathaway. Oh. And that was going to be real bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they did, uh... Michael Keaton as the Vulture a lot better than I thought they would. Like I was yeah. very, I was very pleased by Homecoming overall. Me too. That was done pretty well. All right, three more. Shit. Uh, Might as well God. be guesses. At this point, yeah. Silver Sable and Black Cat aren't technically villains, and Black Cat's also got the animal thing, so it's not them. Um. God damn it! The Puma's one of my favorites. He's a weirdly obscure one. Um, not him. God, I have this big fucking book of Spider-Man, like, lore and history, and, like, I grew up <laughs> reading that, and it's just, like, all of the Spider-Man history. I got it signed by Stan Lee. Like, I went to a convention, I got it signed by him. Ah, oh, I wish I had that. I can just go through all those. Sandman? Nope. You got two more. We're getting Shit. close. 
close to me running out of guesses or close <laughs> to the actual answer? I can't tell. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's not the spot, is it? No, I'd never even heard of that one. I wish okay. I had. What's the deal with the spot? Is he a dog? <laughs> no, but he looks like a Dalmatian. He just really? <laughs> ha- has black spots all over a white suit, and he can open up spots just oh, like in space. I do remember like him from the fucking cartoon. I, I yeah, think. there was one episode with like a really, it was just really dumb. And there was a comic that was really dumb. It's just like, I don't know, he's kind of just a jokey loser character, but he has a great power, so it's weird. Yeah. Um, but nope, you're down to the last question. It's hit gosh. or miss. We'll see. I'm interested to see. There's, I, I, we're kind of running low on them, but I'm sure there's yeah, I'm, plenty left. I'm gonna beat myself up regardless. Like when I find out who it is, because like I should have guessed it. It's not the Beyonder, even though Spider-Man teaches how how to poop in one comic. I can give a really big hint if you're if you have any interest in that. Uh. No, I'll take my beatings. Uh, I get it <laughs> wrong on my own. Um, oh, God. If it's the guy that invented the spider slayers, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> such a dumb character. That's a free one. You, no, it's not this guy, whoever that was. Yeah, I forget his name, but like he had a mullet in the cartoon and he's super dumb. Don't want to say Kingpin. If it's Kingpin, I'm going to be pissed too. Um... Oh, man. Like, the animal thing narrows it down so much, but then what's left? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Electro. No. No, but- he's in the game. Shit. Yes. Oh, it's okay. Movie. Oh. All right. So, another that's one I thought you might have thought was maybe Green Goblin, but that's not even it. Here's, ah, he's too on the nose. Yeah, here's this one's sort of on the nose, but here's my, the the hint I was going to give you. It's quite a mystery. Mystery. Yeah, it's Mysterio. Mysterio. Oh he's man, go- I got a fucking famed, framed print of the first encounter with him behind me. <laughs> I should have just turned around. So ironic and amazing, but that's oh. what I mean. He's my favorite, but it's also so obscure. And there was. In I mean, the, he's not. A, he's a pretty prominent villain. He's going to yeah, be in the next movie. Yeah, that's what Jake, I'm most excited Jake about. Yes, him. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh my god, I'm very excited to see what's going on there. It's kind of funny. I always mix up Jake Gyllenhaal and Tobey Maguire, so I'm like, Spider Man's playing uh, <laughs> uh, Mysterio, but no. Yeah. Uh, he was all in the video game in the sense that you were at some kind of Halloween party where everyone's dressed up and some guys dressed up as Mysterio. That was it. And I always thought like, as you run into him, like, am I going to run into the real Mysterio anytime soon? <laughs> but it never really happened. So, but yeah, that, it was Mysterio. You oh, were close, but it. didn't I pull should, it off. Uh, Don't I beat yourself up too that. much. <laughs> no, I should have got, it was the prince behind me. That's um, hilarious. I would say uh, the ultimate Spider-Man video game, one I would, I haven't played the newest one, but I still argue the Ultimate Spider-Man's the best. Um, you you can fight crime randomly, like it's random uh, encounters to uh, fight little like purse snatchers and stuff. Yeah. And there's one encounter where Mysterio is robbing a convenience store, and you just fly in and kick him, and then he's instantly knocked out, and you find out he's just some like nerd who got like weird dressed attack. up. Yeah. Oh and, like, wow. That's the only the only time you ever encounter him. Like that's it. Huh. That's pretty yeah. cool little tidbit. But that's how we play ten questions. Definitely should have gotten that one.
Oh, man, that was close. Um, But all right, let's maybe do some news and wrap this episode up. There's a handful of things in the topic. So is there anything that jumps out at you? There's one that I'm actually real excited about. Uh, Yes, I apologize, listeners, uh, if I'm repeating any of this. Uh, it's It's been a while. It's been very scatterbrained. Um, and I haven't I haven't had time to listen back to the episodes I wasn't on yet, so I'm not sure if you guys hit them. Traitor. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, hey, at least I listen to them eventually, unlike yeah. Matt and everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, the Witcher author, the guy who wrote the original Witcher books that the games are based off and the Netflix show is going to be based off of. Yeah. He's demanding he gets paid in royalties from CD Projekt Red for all the money he's owed from... How, from all the money they made off of those games. And the dumb thing is, is they offered him a percentage of all the sales back when they started making the games. And he said, basically, no, games are stupid. Fuck you and fuck your project. Wow. You can make the game, but I'm going to just take a lump sum of like $16,000 and that's it. Because he thought they would never take off. He thought it was just a dumb idea to begin with and would never work. And now CG Project Red has made... Just millions upon millions upon millions, and he would be so rich, and he pretty much spat in their face, and now he's going to try and recoup some of that loss, because he's a dumb, dumb, old, bitter man. Yeah, well, that's just not how things work, old man. I feel no. like, isn't that the whole idea when, yeah, you set things up, they try to, yeah, it sounds like they cover their bases, so if this guy goes after them, they should be fine. It It's yeah. just crazy that you wouldn't. I don't know, give them the benefit of the doubt. First of all, you're giving them approval to go ahead with the project, but then you have no faith in it. That's a bad position to be in. And then, yeah, now you're in a position where it's like, oh, well, I would be rich. Just because you would be doesn't mean you should be now. You had the opportunity to negotiate all of that at a previous time point. I don't know. To me, it sounds like he's just crying. And it's like, I think he's going to waste a lot of money trying to get money out of them. Yeah, he. Uh, it seems like almost everyone agrees. Like this guy's just being dumb and old, and he's just being regretful. Ah, oh, um, man. Because there's even like a Polish law I heard that like if a project that you have the intellectual property of becomes super successful, you actually get like an additional payout of some degree. I don't know the specifics. Okay. But it's like say your book gets turned into a movie and becomes super famous and popular, you get like another bump up or something. And but that law is kind of irrelevant because he took that payout. Like, because he took that payout when they offered it, it kind of, you know, yeah, uh, disavows him of any potential royalties he could have had. Exactly. It's so, yeah. a, a moot point now. <laughs> exactly. And, like, some authors were even saying, like, authors of, like, big fantasy series, like, I'm not a big reader, as you might guess by my very limited vocabulary. <laughs> um, but some of the authors were, <laughs> were saying, like, oh, this would be, like, an honor, even if the game doesn't become as big as The Witcher, like, to have your book made into games, like, that'd be very cool. And some of them are saying, like, hey, if CD Projekt Red wants, you know, to turn my stories into games, I'll give it to them for free. Like, I forget, I think it's, like, the Qu- King's... Uh, oh, King's Quest? Or no? no, I wanted to say Quest, but I was like, no, that's a game. Yeah, that is. Um, it's some, like, novelization of, like, the king something. But the author said, like, at least on Reddit, he's like, if CD Projekt Red wants to turn my stuff into games, they can get it for free. Like, I'm assuming he would, you know, negotiate royalties and stuff, but he wouldn't sell it to him. He would just give it to him. Yeah. Because he would, you know, he... Has faith in so the project. Work. Exactly. It's yeah. the complete opposite standpoint. Yeah. So it's just like, God, screw this old man. Um, Let's see. Uh, There's not really any news about Assassin's Creed, but I like poking fun of it in our little show topics <laughs> area here. 
because they're just pissing and moaning and back in what 2014 like four years ago they're saying how hard it would be to animate a woman for the main character like that was their excuse for yeah. not having any female main characters and now Assassin's Creed Odyssey is out and apparently doing really well like from what everything I see yeah um you know, it's got all the jank, like, Assassin's Creed always does, because it's Ubisoft, and they cut corners anywhere they can. That's why their logo's a circle. Um, but, yeah, just seeing them, like, eat their words and be like, hey, you guys are dumb. Stop acting like dumb old idiots. Um, even to the point where they're, like, talking about historical accuracy, where they took a crossbow out of the game in the first Assassin's Creed, because uh, back in that time period with Altair, he wouldn't have had a crossbow, so we're like, oh, we gotta be historically accurate. And then in... Um, Assassin's Creed Origins, the uh, last one before this, you can get like flaming horses and giant snakes and <laughs> monsters and dream sequences. It's like, just make a fun game. No one's no one's yeah. doing a book report on Assassin's Creed. <laughs> no one's taking it seriously. Just make it fun. Stop being an asshole about it. Pretty much. So I'm I'm glad to see that franchise is kind of getting revitalized and doing well. I still am not going back to it. They they pissed me off so much with those last few or like the earlier ones. Like, they burnt that bridge. Yeah, it's just funny so. to hear the newest one doing so well, though. Because, yeah, to me, I thought people would be over it. Same. Both this, uh, both Odyssey and Origins, I'm very surprised by. Especially because they're like, oh, we're going far back in time. And then it's going to be like 100 years between each game progressing forward to, like, the modern era. Supposedly, with Desmond Miles. And then they're like, hey, instead of doing a modern game, because we don't know how we would actually do that. Let's just go back even further, back to ancient times, and just do the big stereotypical ancient societies like greece and egypt and yep. you know there's probably going to be a western assassin's creed uh, i'm game looking like forward to space assassin's creed or something where it's just like yeah we're going so far into your history the aliens that brought you to this planet that's what i mean like people were expecting a modern one or in the future but i think ubisoft has no idea how they would do that so i think that's why they're going back to the ancient stuff again because they're just delaying it because they're like we don't know what to do yeah so i don't blame them but it's just like they also clearly didn't have any intention of making this into as big as a franchise and world as it's become. Right. Even even going from the second one, they had did so much retconning between the first and second one. They're like, we didn't expect this to take off. So it's just like, it's not super thought out. And by them pumping out a game every, for a while, it was every year. Yep. And it was like, now every two years or so, that's still a really fast turnaround for games. So I don't think they ever have enough time to really gain traction and like sit down and think like, all right, let's do this. This is how the story's going to go. Because, like, uh, at least with the first, like, three or four, that story was dumb as shit. Like, it went from Da Vinci Code to just aliens, like, bullshit, <laughs> like, real fast. Yeah. So, that's, yeah. On a bright note, uh, this one I feel like is a long time coming. Uh, I've read a Polygon article. It says, PSN name changes are coming soon. Apparently in early 2019. Oh. And, yeah, people... With terrible usernames for the longest time, <laughs> have just been pleading, praying to God, thinking every E3 there will be an announcement. It. Like, it's such a simple feature to implement. I feel like there's, I don't know, plenty of other alternative websites that you go to where, like, yeah, if you have a username you don't like, it's just like, oh, let me just change it. Like, just quick e change. Yeah, very quickly. P PlayStation, you've just been fucked since day one. And I think this even <laughs> applies to, like, PlayStation three and stuff so like if you're just on mm -hmm. psn you cannot change your name and i know when my parents first bought a ps3 for the household they're like yeah one christmas 
let's just go get one. And they're like, what are we going to call it? My, they, they, we couldn't come up with a name. Cause I was like, it's my parents PS3. Like, what do you want to call your, and it was something terrible, like to yeah. be reckoned with, with like the letter, <laughs> the number two. And I was thinking to myself, that's a really dumb name, but we'll probably be able to change it later. You can't. Nope. So it's just like, Oh Never. God. So just don't be like uh don't be like to be reckoned with. It's just not cool. And there's <laughs> plenty will- of worse ones out there. I'm sure. Well, that's the thing that always sucks. Like consoles, you know, there's generations. So like every four or five years, you get a new console and you start over again. So like you have a chance to change it. But like, yeah, if say if it's super successful, say if you're still playing a PS3, like you're stuck with that name. It's like, oh, I made it when I was 13. I don't want this name. This is dumb. Like, uh, at least with Steam, you can change your name, but the username tied to your account is still the same. But the one everyone sees can be changed you know as much as you want exactly yeah so, so that's, that's coming good. soon yay that's yeah i don't even know what mine is i haven't played playstation in so long it's probably real dumb though i yeah. guarantee you that <laughs> uh let's see oh speaking of spider-man there's a this is a few weeks back but um second trailer for spider-man into the spider-verse came out showing oh, yeah. more of the story more characters we got a glimpse at a japanese spider-man character it looks like a spider mech that like a little Japanese girl's pilots. Yep. And then uh got a hint at Spider Ham. It's gonna be voiced <laughs> by John Mullaney. That's he's like Peter- Spider Pig from Simpsons movie. Yeah, he's Peter Porker. It's a spider that got bit by a radioactive pig and then turned into Spider Ham. And it's from a universe where all everything's an animal. So it's you know, all those animal motifs for the villains just work perfectly for it. Definitely. Um uh, so that's really fun. Um, and apparently at the end of Venom, there was a sneak peek of Into the Spider-Verse. Like, apparently there's, like, a big, like, 20, 30 minutes, maybe, of the beginning of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, if you really want to look at Into the Spider-Verse and, like, see what it's about, go see Venom. Like, see it just for that, even. Definitely. Um, I I probably still hold back. I don't want that spoiled for me. So, it's, you know, Into the Spider-Verse coming out Christmas, so it's not too long of a wait. But, right. Yeah. So, for bad news, uh, we got something that'll just fucking boil my blood. It's Uh-oh. Uh, just so fucking Wait, sick of this I shit. Wait, I think I know, and we might have brought it up on the last episode, but please tell me what you're going to say. Sure. Um, recently got a trailer for the live-action adaptation of Aladdin. Uh, oh. Because they're doing that live-action movie with Will Smith as the genie. Ugh. Oh, Christ. Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. But, it seems like Disney's really going whole hog with these live adaptations live action adaptations of their classic cartoons yep. and just shitting all over the legacy they had of animation because <laughs> I guess it's not good enough. And all these, live, all these live action adaptations have this implication that they're like, Oh, we tried to make this movie, but we couldn't at the time. So we just made it a dumb cartoon. <laughs> but now that we have the budget, we can make it live action. Like everyone wants. It's like, no, no, no one wants this. No, keep it animated. There's integrity in the animation and a lot of skill and passion that went into those projects that make them what they are. So a uh, lot of time, there's much more skill in animation than there is just fucking rigging up some idiot in front of a green screen. Yeah. Now with so CGI like, making shit super easy. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to diminish any of the CGI artists. True. Work, no, like, no. Yeah. There's software that's making it much, much easier to do that job versus animation. Even with the advancement of technology, animation is still pretty much hand-drawn. It's just on a tablet now instead of a cell or in you know ink and paper. Yeah. So it's just still being drawn by people. It's just in a different way. Um, but there's going to be a live-action ad- live adaptation of Lilo and Stitch, which just 
fucking kills me. Yeah, that's we, one of my favorite movies. We mentioned it, and I mentioned uh, how you were furious about it. And yeah, so you pissed. bringing up the Aladdin thing, I saw after a football game, there was a preview for that. And man, it just irked me because I didn't even hear about the Aladdin one. I just knew about Lilo and Stitch. And it is just like, I, I remember saying creativity's dead. It's literally a cash grab. They're like, we know people like these movies and franchises let's just remake it because it'll make money and i agree with you whitney agrees with you nobody asked for this just yeah. stop doing it and she, whitney's point was that the beauty and the beast remake or live action was almost shot for well. shot it's like yeah. what's the fucking point at that point exactly i'm always in for like uh I'm trying to think of the right words. I'm just <laughs> my, my brain is just blinded by rage. No, I know what you mean like um, at, not adaptation. Innovation. Yeah, innovation. Okay. Yeah, I'm always in favor of innovation. There's always different ways you can tell a story. A reason I'm so excited for this Into the Spider-Verse is because it's a bunch of different variations of Spider-Man all meeting together. Um, there's hints that uh, Jake Johnson's character that we see in the trailers wearing the sweatpants, the like homelessly in Spider-Man, there's hints that he's actually Spider-Man from the Sam Raimi movies. So he's not the 616 uh, Peter Parker. He's the Sam Raimi, like Tobey Maguire Peter Parker. So that's a neat idea, bringing another movie into the animated movie. Yeah. Kind of doing an animated version of that. Um, so, like, I'm fine with innovation and, like, changing stuff and doing, like, a reboot if it's for a good reason, if you're actually trying to change something about it. But, yeah, like you guys were saying with the Beauty and Beast one, if it's a shot-for-shot remake, they did a shot-for-shot remake of Psycho with Vince Vaughn back in, like, the 90s. It's terrible. No one likes that. Not even Vince Vaughn likes that. Yeah. But, like, if you're just doing the same exact thing, you're not doing anything new. Like, there's no need, there's no reason for this to exist. Yes. Other than you have this built-in audience you will know will go see it. So it's just so just disheartening and knowing, like, the animation in Lilo and Stitch, like, the characters look different. That guy had a very particular style to the way he drew people. And it's going to be, like, anytime you see a very realistic rendering of Homer Simpson or Peter Griffin, like, yep. once you see that animated character in real life, like, Stewie Griffin was never meant to exist in the real world. Like, his head is just insane and weird and yeah. gross. Same with, like, so Arnold from Hey yeah. Arnold. So if you see a live, like, realistic rendition of that it doesn't make sense and it looks disgusting and then if you try and make a character as realistic uh, uh, to that character as possible but it is it doesn't have that iconic weird deformed feature of that head it doesn't look like that character anymore so there's no point yeah they should and remain same, cartoons so you know the same thing is going to happen with stitch and uh jamba and pleakley and uh, like you know these aliens are not going to look good and then even the humans in this sh movie aren't going to look like the humans in the original Lilo and Stitch because it was drawn such in a particular style so it's just like what is the fucking point of this? No but I do have to ask you this question because I asked Mark and Whitney do you, which do you think will be better the live action Lilo and Stitch or live action Sonic? Uh, I'm gonna because I have a personal uh, like horse in this race a personal uh, interest I'm going to go Sonic, because oh, I love Lilo and Stitch so much. I, I, I think. <laughs> that's why I thought you would go Lilo and Stitch, and I was going to be like, we're, no. we're all on the same page. Nope, you think Sonic will be better. I would rather them not touch Lilo and Stitch at all, because at this point, people are arguing like, oh, what? it's for the new generation. It's for kids who haven't seen those old movies now. But we no longer have like cellophane tape, v, uh, VCR tapes and stuff like that are... Our movies and our media and our content can last forever. It's digitized. We can transfer it and, you know, throw it into the future a thousand years and then pull it back from space. Like, it can sustain itself and survive. That's the it's point no of the longer... Disney vault. <laughs> exactly. 
So, like, there's no longer a reason to be like, oh, this is for a new generation. Show them the original. Show them Casablanca. That's been digitized a billion times. Like, it's still out there. We don't need a reimagining because it's not reimagining it. It's just putting it in a different format. That's like saying you want to do a Lion King audio play on the radio. It's like, what's the fucking point? Right. Like, it's just Hamlet. Like, nothing changes if you just digital, like, just turn it all into audio. It's all about, like, the visual. It's just, it's just so infuriating to me. It's just, I hate it so much. Just to fuel the blind rage a little bit more, this is something uh, a gem Mark uh, told us about. Next month's, uh, or November's PlayStation Plus games, the free games we get each month month as a PlayStation Plus member, uh, mm-hmm. includes Bulletstorm, full clip uh, edition. So I'm going to be playing that and talking about it on the show just to get your input. It's just so bad. <laughs> just everything about it doesn't make sense. It just is a real hodgepodge of like, it really feels like, the team was divided up into 30, like 40 groups and they each had their own segment and then they all just pieced together and nothing flows coherently. Like, it's just, I hate everything about that game. Yep. So I thought that was fun, but that's uh, all the news I have is any other topics you got? Uh, some good stuff to kind of pull us out of it. Um, <laughs> uh, and on a good note for once with me on the episode, um, something bad that turned into something good is Robert Kirkman's skybound entertainment his like game studio. And they haven't really done much because Robert Kirkman's primarily a comic book art, uh, author and artist. Um, he's the creator of Walking Dead and Invincible, which is getting its own movie, I believe, or maybe a miniseries. I forget exactly which, but that's getting an adaptation. Nice. Uh, I'm excited for it. They do it well because that's a very good story. It's as bloody as Walking Dead, but like as a superhero comic. So if you just want a super violent superhero comic, Invincible is your go-to. Okay. Um, but Robert Kirkman uh, got telltale's walking dead game and he's gonna finish it oh with shit his skybound studio that's right so uh at least walking dead is gonna be finished everything else is still pretty much up in the air netflix is taking stranger things apparently yeah um but like we said without a giant studio behind it like robert kirkman or amc or netflix i don't think those other titles like wolf among us 2 uh, is gonna get finished unfortunately yeah i so somebody I, I hope someone does it. yeah oh man there's got to be like an online petition we can start and i don't know those never really work though yeah now there's an online petition to change uh australia's currency to dollar dues that didn't that never got through well, got that, no signatures. that really should have went through i think so i signed it <laughs> um other good news uh borderlands 2 is coming to playstation vr that's oh really? I, I bought that like <laughs> I bought the game like four times. I think I got it as a gift, and then I bought it on got it as a gift on like, console, and I had to buy it on Steam, and then I had to buy it on Steam for a friend of mine, and we never ended up actually playing it together. So I soloed it. Um, but I enjoyed those games for as much shit people give it for its humor, like the oh uh, meme humor, like lol, uh, all that stuff. Like yeah, there's some annoying, cringy stuff in there, but there's also some really good stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, they had a D&D like, DLC pack where the, the characters in the game were playing D&D, and there's like a really heartfelt moment in there with one of the characters uh, voiced by Ashley Burke. So, like, who does Chloe in Life is Strange? Yeah, um, that's so awesome. So, there's, like, there's some really good moments in those games. And, like, I think two is – I think one is kind of, like, iffy because they're, like – it's a new IP. They're getting their legs. Like, they're still figuring out what to do. And I think two, they're just, like, full force, like, fully aware and, like, really on board. Even the Telltale uh, Tales from the Borderline. I think it's a good story. I think it's great music. Music was amazing. Great choice on that. Uh, good cast, but like gameplay as a mechanic and a lot of glitches with it were really buggy for me. Like it was a pretty rough game, but I'd, if you can find it, I'd still recommend it. It's still a pretty solid game. Yeah. So 
Uh, yeah. So if you got PSVR, Borderlands Two is coming, and that'll be that should be a pretty fun one. It's a good shooter. Um, and Stardew Valley, the little independent game that just won't quit. That's getting coming to mobile. No the, way. Literally the only platform that doesn't have Stardew yeah, Valley. Yeah, the last one anymore. left. <laughs> yeah. So it's coming to iOS, uh, I think, later this month, and it's coming to Android after that. Of course. So if you if you want Stardew Valley more, if you're not sick of it yet, uh, and you don't have a Switch, it's coming to your phone. Yeah, you want it in your pocket? There you go. There you go, a little pocket farm. Awesome. Um, well, I guess that'll do it for this episode. Um, let's do some plugs. I actually have something to plug this time, So, and I think oh. you do too, as far as yeah. the show. What's, what's your new show? Tell us about it. My new podcast, I believe I hinted on it last time I was on. Yeah. Um, but the new one is all about anime, where it's me and a friend of mine trying to convince, me and a friend of mine who loves anime is trying to convince our other friend of ours who's not a big fan of anime, but is interested. Like, he's not against it like Basta. He has a soul. <laughs> but we're trying to sway him into it of like trying to really convert him into the weebology. Um, and it's called Are Weeb There Yet? Yes, and with the B. I, with a B. Uh, so we actually just recorded, I think our ninth episode, like two hours ago. So it's a big podcast day for me. Awesome. Um, and yeah, so I think we have maybe five or six episodes out right now. We did, uh, we watched three episodes of it and then we see if that piques his interest and if it's enough to keep him watching. So we covered Death Note, My Hero Academia, Fully Cooly, uh, Soul Eater. I think Jojo's Bizarre Adventure was the last episode we released. Awesome. Yeah, wow, what a lineup. And yeah, I listened to a couple, especially the Fully Cooley episode, really enjoying it. You guys got good chemistry, good concept. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's weird because we all met uh, when I was interning at a voiceover studio that did a lot of dubbing for anime. Turns out a lot of people that work on anime don't like anime. (laughs) (laughs) They don't like taking their homework with or their work home with them. So like, it's funny how many people working there weren't actually fans of it or at least didn't watch it they didn't hate it but they didn't watch it right so yeah that's our new podcast and it's on uh, that's our new podcast on pinecast right so also throw pinecast a plug Woo! all right yeah Yeah. and we'll have links to for you to find them on twitter and uh go listen to their show and stuff but yeah just look for our weeb there yet on your podcast catcher i'm sure you'll it'll show up um, yep. And listener, if you have any interest, I guessed it on The Melting Pat, uh, Pat Johnston's Ooh, uh, yeah. r- radio show, I want to say, but it is a podcast. Uh, I've been on before. He's been on here a couple of times. Definitely go check on. that out. Yeah, it's it's a really fun show. I, I listen to it every episode. Um, and even if there's like a sports episode or ra- wrestling, as he calls it, wrestling episode, <laughs> I still listen. Um, but yeah, so that was a fun one. I was talking about uh, my record label, Missed Out Records. So if you have an interest in that, you can check that out at Missed Out records.com or missed out records.bandcamp.com for a bunch of free music there's two compilations up right now so that you could go download and i don't know check out some new music if you have any interest um and i'm trying to think if there's anything else going on maybe just go check out our network website it's almost better.net we've got a lot of shows on on our network uh video game shows comedy all sorts of shit so if you have any interest for more podcasts go check that out but thank you for listening we will be back next week see you guys next time See you.